Well, welcome everyone out there in Zoom land and on Spotify and Apple iTunes. You're on the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C. And of course, this is show number 112. How is everybody out there? Good, Mark. How are you? Well, well. I'm doing good today. You know, played with the grandchildren yesterday. Had one grandchildren sleep, child sleep over the other day. So that's cool, right? Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's cool. Always with the grandchildren. Grandchildren, <coughs> fabulous. I know. Hey, Mark, I found out in words with friends that M A R C is a word you can use. I used to be your game. What does it mean? I don't know. I didn't look up what it meant. You know what Mark is. Here it is. Mark's right here. Maybe it maybe it refers to can't refer to me because that's a proper noun, but it must it must mean something like a verb, you know, go mock yourself or something. I don't know. Yeah, some curse word or something. I don't know. (laughs) Anyone else have any good news to tell us why we had Gerald? What? I want to define for you what Mark means. I have it right here. (laughs) Of course. course. (laughs) Tell us Mark mean. The residue remaining after a fruit has been pressed broadly, the organic residue from an extraction process, the protein-rich cottonseed mark, and the second definition is brandy made from the residue of wine grapes after pressing. See that, Mark? You're a residue. A residue. You're a leftover. Leftover. So you're yeah, a leftover. Just, That's right. But just remember, we can lick them. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, why don't why don't we start talking a little sports here and get away from the uh, the squashiness and the leftover residue? I think you're like eating an orange juice and we'll come whatever. Did I miss Adam's all the, Did I miss all the fun? You oh, missed you did, it. You did. I'll have to listen on Spotify tomorrow. So, uh, Gerald, I think we're up to you. Uh, the numbers, Gerald's yes. numbers report, sponsored by Soap Pads. And today's show number 112 with 1846 as our starting year of baseball, which brings us to what year? 1958. All right, go talk about 1958. What happened? Okay, first, the the key statistical leaders by league. Batting average, Richie Ashburn, 350. The splendid splinter. We know who that is. 328, Ted Williams. Home runs, Ernie Banks, Mickey Mantle, 42. Uh, stolen bases, 91-year-old Willie Mays, 31. <laughs> 88-year-old Luis Aparicio, 29. Complete games, Warren Spawn, 23. And Frank Larry and Billy Pierce and Bullet Bob Turley each had 19. Uh-huh. ERA, Stu Miller, 247. And the chairman of the board, Mike Feiner, Whitey Ford, 201. Number 16. Wins, <laughs> wins, wins, Bob Friend and Warren Spahn had 22 apiece. Bullet Bob Turley had 21. Vic Power became the American League first player since 1927 to steal home twice in the same game. Wow. Ted wow. Williams hit his 17th career Grand Slam tying him for second with Babe Ruth and bringing him within six of the all-time leader, Lou Gehrig. In January 1958, Roy Campanella had a serious car accident in Glen Cove, New York, and as you know, he was paralyzed for life. Ted Williams became the highest-paid Red Sox 
player in history. Uh, this is disputed. He earned anywhere from $135,000 to $150,000. Later that season, he became only the 10th man to have 1,000 career extra base hits. Starting this, starting this season, all American League players were required to wear batting helmets. Warren Spahn became the first left-handed pitcher to win 20 or more games in nine seasons. Baseball commissioner Ford Frick announced that the players and coaches, rather than the fans, would elect the All-Star Game lineups. Very significant. We remember in Cincinnati, the fans uh, stuffed the ballot boxes. So I yeah. think that was significant. Yeah, right. Opening day witnessed the first West Coast game between the Dodgers and the Giants. I still hate Moses. The World <laughs> Series, Me too. The, the, the World Series. The World Series had the same opponents as the prior year, Braves and Yankees. This time the Yankees were victorious. The Yankees were down three games to one and one in seven games. The MVP was Bullet Bob Turley. And that's my report for 1958. I like listening to some of these old names you pull yeah. out. You know, it brings back memories yes. of some of those old names. We can yeah. just picture yeah. them in, a, in our minds and watch them playing, how they had batting stances or how they pitched. Mm -hmm. That's good. We're coming to the current <clears throat> players that most of us really know. Michael. A question for uh, Mr. Schwartz and then a, a comment. Uh, you did, can call uh, me Jerry. Also win the <laughs> you know that. I, I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't hear that. Cy Young that year. Was it also Turley? I got yeah. to look it up. Hold on. He did. Yeah. All right. While you're doing that, after that World Series, you could YouTube it on the Ed Sullivan Show. Yes. Sharon, Whitey Ford, Mickey Mantle. And Yogi Berra, and uh, they were also discussing. They, they they sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and they discussed the uh, accident of uh, Roy Campanella. Yeah, I wanted to bring that Roy Campanella thing up. You said I I didn't realize it was in Glen Cove he had an yeah. accident. Yeah. yeah, let me let yeah. me talk a little bit about that. But Bob Turley did win the Cyang Award. I know two people who lived in Glen Cove as kids. Uh, when that accident occurred, it was in January of 1958. He was coming home from his liquor store in Harlem. He wasn't speeding. He was in Glen Cove. Apparently, there was some black ice. His car skidded. And I, I, I'm not sure. He may have gone into a tree or whatever. But he, uh, he, was, he was completely paralyzed. And they taught him how to use his hands and all. But he never could use his feet. And he was... Uh, he was wheelchair bound for the, for the rest of his life. And, right. and uh, he was a three-time MVP. Uh, I, that night I almost cried. I remember when that happened. Yep. I, I actually remember, I remember it very vividly. It was very lovable. Very sad day for me. Very lovable. Do we know where yeah. in Glen Cove that was? I, I, you know, I could tell you the exact streets if you want. If you give me a minute, I could tell you that. Well, Glen, Glen you Cove, know, we know Glen Cove Road. No, no, it's not Glen Cove Road. Hold on. But that's Glen Cove, right? Oh, Glen Cove Road. It's amazing that, that Campanella had 130 RBIs one season. Yeah. For a, for a, a chubby for a catcher. For a, chubby, a chubby catcher. <laughs> 
All right. While he's looking that up, um, I want to. Mark, I think Stephen wanted to say something. Stephen, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, besides baseball, 58 had a couple of other. The, the football game, the overtime game, Giants and the Colts. That's right. And but also is the, uh, the Celtics won their first championship. The first uh, one in, in, in 57, yeah. 58, yeah. Yep. Right. There we go. Who did they beat? The, uh, the Hawks? Yeah. Bob Pettit. Bob Pettit, yeah. Uh, Cliff Hagen, right? Right. All right. Uh, while Gerald's uh, trying to figure that out, uh, we'll move <laughs> on to Howie. I promised Howie to go early today because he's not feeling well. And Howie has a, uh, a basketball report as well as a West Coast report together? Yes. Okay. Good. We'll get back well, to you in a few minutes, Gerald. Well, yeah. what else can we say about Steph Curry that hasn't been said? Uh, but he actually has been underestimated since college. When he was drafted in 2009, he was drafted seven, uh, which is the lowest draft slot for any all-timer outside of a high school kid named of Kobe Bryant. He was selected after players like Tyreek Evans, Ricky Rubio, and Johnny Flynn. I Ooh. never heard of Johnny Flynn. Ooh, yes, Syracuse guy. Syracuse point guard. Played Syracuse. Uh, point okay. guard. And then the Timberwolves had taken two point guards while Curry was still on the board. So uh, he's been underestimated all this time. Uh, <laughs> only six players in NBA history have four rings, at least four rings, multiple year league MVPs, and a finals MVP. And it's LeBron, Jordan, Magic, Kareem, Tim Duncan, and now Curry. And uh, that's pretty good company. And I, I think he'd be, I, I think he, on my old time team, plays that I've seen, I'd have Curry and Michael in the backcourt, uh, Magic and LeBron up front, and uh, I put Kareem at center. Uh, Duncan coming off the bench, and then, I mean, I saw Bird, Durant, Kobe, Oscar, Russell, Chamberlain, and Shaq play, and I think they're all all-time greats too. I mean, it's impossible to pick an all-time great team because it's different eras and stuff. Right. But anyway, uh, the other thing I just want to mention, besides Curry, is Andrew Wiggins just had a tremendous, tremendous uh, series. Uh, and all year long, he was working on his defense. And the last game of the season, he held Jason Tatum to only 13 points. Jalen Green scored 34, but Jay, that game, Tatum was non-existent. Brown, that was the difference. Uh, and the Warriors, they have a possible, they have a possible future core. Uh, I don't know if everybody will make it, but they got Wiseman, who's the center. He's age 21. Wiggins is only 27. Kaminga is only 19. And then in the backcourt, you got Poole. Poole's only 23. And Moses Moody, who's uh, just 20 as a possible shooting guard. So they have a core of future uh, players to take over. 
Don't, don't uh, forget about Gary Payton Jr. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> in, he, he's been cut by more teams than what he was signed by. I think he was cut twice before by the Warriors. I mean, th- that's something. That, that just teaches you you just got to keep trying. Uh, and the only thing else I have is uh, just today, the Giants uh, acquired Cole Calhoun from the Rangers for for uh, Andrew Duggar. Stephen Duggar. It's Andrew. Stephen. Andrew who? Stephen. Stephen Duggar. Stephen Duggar. Both oh. were not really hitting, and Duggar, it just wasn't moving for him. They couldn't send him down again. <laughs> so uh, they got Cole Calhoun. I think Calhoun was hitting like 136, but it was, uh, it was just, just switching players. Right. And uh, that's about it. Oh, before I go, since I'm going to leave because of illness, quick quick <coughs> trivia, quick trivia. What are the three Yankee pitches, relief pitches, besides Mario Rivera, Mariano Rivera, to save 40 or more games a season? There's three of them. Goose. What? Goose. No. No. Goose. Goose. Rocky no, how about Dave Rugetti? Robertson. Louis Arroyo. Robertson. No, Arroyo. I don't think they kept saves. Robertson. No. It wasn't Sparky Lyle? No. No. Tom Morgan. One's from the 90s and one's from the 2010, the second decade, this century. Who was that? David Robertson? No. Oh, wow. How could that be? Because was the lead off. 43 saves in 96. Right. And in 2012, uh, his initials RS. I, I couldn't even guess this. RS. 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 42 saves, 2012. Um. Hmm. Come on, Fred. I don't know. Come on, I don't mind, Michael. You're you're right. Right. I know it's Rivera. After, after Rivera? No. 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 How could it be during Rivera then? Hey, it was hurt. It was hurt one season, Mark. Is that the is that the year we we oh, heard yeah. it broke his leg or Didn't he retire Soria? RS. Soria? No. No. Rafael Soriano. Raphael Soriano. Soriano. Raphael Soriano. I forgot about that. I believe we believe you. What about the parade? I wanted to talk about the parade and what, oh uh, what Draymond Green was doing. Oh, Draymond, I was watching the local telecast. Draymond came up and he was kidding. And he says, Is this live? They said, yeah, he, and he said the F word and all that. <laughs> he ran away. And uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Thompson was running. They weren't supposed to get off the, the cable car. But they were running around. Thompson was running around, having the fans touch the trophy and all that. Uh, it was crazy. It was actually pretty. I, I know a few people went there, and they said it was really dangerous at the end, uh, because it was so crowded that 
You know, people take bonds to San Francisco, uh, the Bay Area Public Transit. Transportation. And yeah. it was so crowded at the Montgomery Street Station, which is the second stop in San Francisco, the trains were skipping the station because you couldn't, there weren't enough, there wasn't enough room to get on the platform. It, it was so dangerous. And then apparently at the end of the parade, the same thing happened. It was just mobbed. Wow. And people were standing on uh, porta potties to see the, the parade. <laughs> so it was good, better to watch it on television. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Talking about Draymond dream, um, dream Green, dream dream. Green, that they were, they were saying on some of the talk shows that this was prime time. And kids and kids are watching this, and he's he's effing this and effing that, you yeah. know. Uh, they should know better. Uh, oh, prime prime time. Him a technical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. What can you and do? Of, and of course, the draft is tonight. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Roger has a question mark. Go ahead, Ron. No comment. How are, you, how are you under the weather because you haven't stopped partying since the Warriors won the title? Is that, is that true? Is that, no, is that a rumor? I mean, this is really crazy. You know how I was at the dentist yesterday for a tooth cleaning and we're yapping away after the cleaning. The dentist comes in, checks the teeth. And uh, we're talking about COVID and this and that. And uh, I said, gee, I, I never get head colds anymore. And I don't. I just get viruses. I haven't had a head cold in years. And uh, I said, oh, knock on wood. Mm. I go home. I start doing a few chores. And you just feel it. You know, you feel like virus. I said, what? And it, it was really hot out, but I was doing this inside. And I've been knocked out since last night. I took a COVID test last, late last night says negative so uh but i'm eating and uh no sore throat no headache so feel better howard yeah yeah it's just yes, a, feel it's better. yeah yeah i got the same feel thing better, howard. yeah so i'm gonna leave you guys i need to lie down all right, all right? by the Take way care. nice shirt you nice shirt you're wearing it's yeah some... matches Oh yeah! yeah. That. Right. There you go. There right. you go. Better, knew we had a thing going there. All right, we'll see you next week. Yeah, okay, you better. Take you're better. better. Yeah, you're better. Well. Uh, Gerald, well, what do you have good. for us? Okay, regarding uh, Roy Campanella, he Back he lived Campanella. in Glen Cove, and I'm and the accident occurred on Desaurus Lane, Brooklyn, near huh? Apple Tree Lane. And he lived in a community called Morgan, according to my friend Howard, who's a native from Glen Cove. Okay. That first and word also, you said, was, that was a famous road. That's a, what's that, Lasaurus? Yeah, the Desaurus is a well, very famous road. D-O-S-O-R-I-S lane, Desaurus lane. That's a main road, by the way. And just to let you know, he was on What's My Line. I saw him on What's My Line recently on YouTube. Uh, oh, YouTube, okay. Okay. <laughs> not not like the new what's my line. <laughs> He's been dead for years, right? <laughs> what John Daly. All right. <laughs> All right, cool on Roy Campanella and Glenn Cole. Did not know the Glenn you, see, you come on this show, you'll learn something. Even yeah, the host learns something every every week too. All right, let's go back to uh our our show and the format we have. Um uh, this day in sports, June 23rd, we have a couple of events took place today, but I even a couple, even this whole week, 
every day I, I read in the paper what happened this day, what happened this day, and, and some of these things, well, you'll, it'll, it'll bring back some memories, like on June 17th, which was uh, a few days ago, I guess, 1915, relief pitcher George Zip Zabel of the Cubs called into the game with two outs in the first inning, and the Cubs won the game 4-3. He was a Cub pitcher, and the game went 19 innings, and he was still in there in the 19th inning. <laughs> wow. wow. Longest re relief effort ever. 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 <laughs> oh. All right, 1978, back in June 17th, you all remember the Ron Guidry 18 strikeouts for the California Angels. That's what they were called. We're right from Los Angeles. For them. Yeah, and where, where who was the, the 18 strikeout? Was it Joe Rudy? I thought it was well, it could be Joe Rudy. Yeah, I'm trying to I remember. was thinking the third base. Who was the third baseman? Um, uh, <laughs> I think it's Joe Rudy, but I'm thinking the third baseman too. Sal yeah. Bando? No, 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 no. California. Oh, I think he started with the uh he started with the Orioles, I believe. Oh, uh, Doug DeSensei. DeSensei. Doug could be Joe Rudy. I mean, I think Joe Rudy more. Yeah. Okay. They showed it not too long ago, Mark. I think yeah, it made they... Joe Rudy. <laughs> That's how I uh, remember. <laughs> June 18th, 1938, Babe Ruth is signed by the Brooklyn Dodgers. Wow. To be a coach for the remainder of the season. Huh. I guess this is after his playing career. Hmm. Uh, 1976. In June 18th. You all remember this one. I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, Commissioner Bowie Kuhn voided the Charlie Finley and the Oakland A's sale of Vita Blue to the Yankees mm. for $1.5 million. <laughs> and Joe Rudy and Raleigh Fingers to the Red Sox for $1 million each. Uh, commissioner said it would upset the uh, sports competitive balance. <laughs> yeah. Fire sale. Yeah. Oh my God, it never happened. Oh my God. Uh, June 21st, and I think you all remember this one too, 1964. This was the Jim Bunning perfect game. game. Oh, yeah, right. Father's Day. Father's Day. Yes. Father's Day. Yes. Yep, yep. Right. I was working. Game. I was exactly. working. I was working in uh, Eisenhower Park, which was then Salisbury Park. Oh, that's the, that and was I remember listening game. to the game. Yeah, I, I watched it on TV. Remember who the last out was who he struck out? Yeah. No. Josephson. Stevenson. Close. Stevenson. John Stevenson. <laughs> Stevenson. He only threw 89 pitches, had 10 strikeouts. He was on wow. that day. He was some pitcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Hall of Famer, of course. The catcher, Gus Triandos. And how was he as a senator? Yeah. But how was he as a senator? <laughs> oh, running? I don't know. Not, uh, not, depends on your political view. Gus Triangos became the first catcher. I think so. First catcher to catch a no hitter in both leagues. Right. Hey, did everybody hear the Supreme Court decision? Yes. 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 Very upsetting. So, Mark, can you pack now? Yeah, yeah really. I did not hear the I didn't hear the we Supreme. All, what do you we, want to tell? What is that? I didn't hear. We all can. Yep. Right. Right. What happened? Tell them, You don't need a permit to have a gun. Yeah. You don't need to be... You don't have to show that you're dangerous. Really? 
Yep. Yeah. A little scary. All right. All right. Just get, develop a uh, uh, prequel, a Twitch. Hmm. Keep ducking. <laughs> June it's not surprising. It was, ex- it was expected. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know it was expected, but New York's, they're yeah. prepared to to uh, circumvent if they can. So oh, it's, uh, they've already been talking. Yeah. Circumvent that. Right. The right. governor has already talked about it. So I mean, it's, I did not hear that. I've been busy preparing notes for this. Anyway, but on uh, in June twenty second in nineteen forty seven, Neil Blackwell of Cincinnati almost duplicated Johnny Vandermeer's two straight no hitters by following his no hitter. Uh, against Brooklyn. This is the second time. He pitched a no-hitter. Now he's in his second game. Uh, one out in the ninth inning. Eddie Stanky got a hit. And he ended with a two-hitter. I did not know that fact. Did you guys know that? I no. remember. You know that, no. Roger? Yeah, I remember you were Blackwell, though. Wait, wait. Why, Raj? I think my dad told me, but I think I think it went through his legs or something like that. <laughs> and wow. they gave him a hit? Yeah, I think cool. so. He's a, he was a tall, skinny guy, right? Yeah, Blackwell, the whip they called him, I think. At least I've read that. I don't remember. Yeah. Some story like that. Yeah. He was like me, only taller. Right. Is that possible, Joe? Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess he was like me, but a lot taller. Yeah, he was like 6'5 or something. Yeah. I don't know. We we'll call him Blanky. Uh, Milton, you ever see him pitch? You or Blackwell? Yeah, I did. But I don't remember. Milton, I think you're... you're, you're, you're uh, you're muted. We can't hear a word you're saying. I did. I used <laughs> Thank to God. have a sidearm whip. Almost yeah. Whip. Blackwell. Absolutely. I used to have his cards. I don't know where they are. Yeah. Now, Johnny Vandermeer, was he a red too? Yep. Yes. yes. So Vandermeer pitched two no-hitters as a red, and you Blackwell almost duplicated also a red. They hurt cool. his arm in, in Blackwell after that. Didn't I know that? Yeah. Well, in 2020... Uh, just yesterday, 22nd, a lot of things happened. On this day, believe it or not, Major League Baseball owners agreed to play just 60 games yeah. in 2020, and they were mm. going to start the season July 24th. Do you remember that? That's just two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yes. very short, yeah. I don't remember. Strange season. They played their own division, I think. So Everybody played. I guess it did. Everybody played just within their division, I think, more or less. That's right. Right. I think you're right, Stu. Yeah. Well, they yeah. played down. They played the Yankees, played the Mets a few times. They played right. the That was the only exception. Yeah. That's because they're in the same region. Yeah. I, you know, it's only been two years. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, that's Drugs. right. Drugs. All right. Finally today, June 23rd. <laughs> What's your nickname, Mark? <laughs> yeah. June 23rd, 1917. In one of the greatest relief performances ever, I think we've talked about this before on the show, Ernie Shore sure. of the Red Sox came in relief of Babe Ruth mm-hmm. with uh, nobody out, a runner on first. Ruth just walked Eddie Forster to open the game, and then he was arguing with the umpire on the call, and the umpire threw him out. <laughs> While the next batter was up, he tried stealing, and he was thrown out. <laughs> Ernie Shore retired everyone next 26 batters in a row, yep. and, the, and the Red Sox won the game 4 nothing. So he pitched a perfect game, but he came, was one, one out well, because he was thrown out. He don't credit for a perfect game. Yeah. One of the greatest relief performances ever. That's baseball. Yeah. yeah. Ernie Shore, mm-hmm. forgotten name. 1963. Some of you might have been at this game. I thought I was, but I really wasn't. Pretty Yankee, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Pearsall oh. 
Oh, if the Mets hits his 100th home run and runs backwards, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know I went to one game that 1963, that was not it. Um, 1971, Rick Wise, remember Rick Wise, the pitcher, sure. he was yeah. Yeah. For Steve yeah. Two home runs. Right. Yeah. he threw a no hitter against the Reds again, against and the Reds come up and he hit two home runs. As a pitcher. Not bad. Which brings me up two years later, 1973, pitcher Ken Brett. George's, I guess, his older brother, uh, was pitching with the Phils at that time. He got around to a lot of teams. Even pitched for the Yankees at one time. (laughs) He hit a home run in four consecutive games as a pitcher. That's unusual. It was in the jeans, I guess, Mark. Wow. That's pretty, pretty good, yeah. And and finally, I have in 2008, the Mariners pitcher, who we thought was going to have a fabulous career, maybe he was hurt by being with the Mariners, Felix Fernandez, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hits the first grand slam by an American League pitcher in 37 years. But then he has to leave the game with a sprained ankle before he pitched five innings and didn't get the win. What a shame. And that's that's the what happened on this day and the days leading up to this day in sports. All right, Michael, we're up to your daily rant. Oh, but uh, Raj, you want to comment on something? Who hit the previous Grand Slam? Was it Dave McNally or no? No, it was Steve Dunning of the Indians okay. in 71. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, we're up to Michael's rant, and your your rant is is sponsored this week by I don't know if you can say this. Can you say igloos anymore? Igloo? Oh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Say, I, I don't know. I thought anything up, up there. You got to watch what you say. They have a oh, whole job made out of an igloo in, in uh, Canada, by the way. It was very. Mm-hmm. So it's a frozen hut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. The anyway. words with friends. Go ahead there, Mike. Right. Anyway. Unless proven otherwise, the 1998 Yankees are still the best team I've ever seen, and maybe any of us have ever seen. This current team has a better record, but unlike the 1998 Yankees, they have some mediocrities in the lineup, namely Joey Gallo and, and it's a little lesser extent these days, Aaron Hicks. Nevertheless, this team is what I call the perfect storm team, and here's some examples. They had a game where Luis Severino last minute gets replaced by Clark Schmidt, Schmidt because Severino got sick. And Schmidt pitches three scoreless innings and is relieved by journeyman Ryan Weber, <laughs> making his only Yankee appearance ever. He probably never pitched again for the Yankees. They pitched almost four effective innings. And the Yankees needed a pitcher after that because he got DFA'd without any uh, – that was the end of him, and he was immediately released. But after he pitched, he gets relieved by Ron Marinaccio, also uh, very low on the depth chart. And anyway, the Yankees won the game 2-1, to one, sweeping the Rays with a Anthony Rizzo home run, which is just perfect for a perfect storm team. Then another game was the game that Garrett Cole, he almost pitched a no-hitter. He pitched about seven, eight innings, and he ran out of gas, and he left the game, and the Rays tied the score 2-2, two to two, and for the first time, Clay Holmes was ineffective. So Wandy Peralta comes in, 
and it was very shaky, but it did not give up any runs. Now here comes the perfect storm part. The top of the ninth with two men on base, Aaron Hicks, of all people, who was slumping. He hits a two-run triple. Raised right fielder Manuel Margot just missed catching the ball. And the Yankees probably would have lost, but he just missed, missed catching the ball. And he crashes into the wall. And uh, two runs scored. And the Yankees ended up winning four to two. But another perfect storm aspect of the game, by contrast, two times there were high pop-ups where Yankee fielders were on the verge of crashing. But each time, one time Joey Gallo made a very, very lucky last-minute catch. And then another time Aaron Hicks made a very, very lucky last-minute catch. It was just a the couple Yankees, days ago. Right. And the yeah. Yankees uh, the, the Yankees won that game also uh, uh, miraculously. And then another thing I'd want to add, and I think this is the most amazing perfect storm thing. I never thought this would happen. Aroldis Chapman, Aroldis Chapman is on the verge of returning, and he admits how well Clay Holmes has been pitching and states he's willing to do anything he can do to help the Yankees win which means Holmes will continue his role as closer and Chapman now will be pitching other parts of the game. And apparently he's satisfied with this and he's just doing this for the good of the team, which I never ever thought would happen. And uh, this is uh, my dream for Friday, the last perfect storm thing. This is when there's going to be uh, Aaron judge. He's going to be uh, zooming an arbit- arbitration. I think everything that's going on with uh, Judge, there's something more to meet the eye because there's no way they, they shouldn't spare this extra $4 million. So I have a prediction that maybe he'll get the $4 million and also uh, get his uh, the money that he wants, and that will be the end of it because uh, it, it's just weird that they're letting this go and letting this go. So uh, I think that it's going to be very interesting Friday to see what happens and uh, standing by. And uh, tonight the Yankees begin a four-game series with the Astros, and we expect some entertainment with that four-game series. And that's my rant for today, whatever you want Thank to call you. it. Uh, Steven, you were first. Uh, I don't think it's $4 million anymore. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I think it's a hell of a lot more than $4 million now. Right. Okay. You know, Fred? the Yankees, they, they have the best player in baseball, arguably the best catcher all of a sudden in baseball. He's, he's second in line to make the uh, – the all-star team and the best reliever in baseball. I mean, that's everything about that's going on with the Yankees is just perfect storm, perfect storm, perfect mm-hmm. storm. That home run by Trevino, who that? Where does he come from? <laughs> exactly. You know? Fred. Hey, just as a side, Michael, Weber resigned with the Yankees. He's in Scranton. <laughs> oh, he did right. sign. Nobody yeah, wanted him, huh? He became a free agent, but then he resigned with the Yankees. So he's in Scranton. So he, he oh, might yeah, be up right. there again with him. Yeah, how bad? They all come back. They all come back. Yeah. Milton, you want to say something? Yeah, how how bad was that right field to hurt when he crashed into Margot, the wall? Pretty bad. They, they, they put uh, him on the on the DL on the injury. Right. The word the manager used was significant. That's what yeah. I heard. Yeah, that reminds me when Atlanta, the the right fielder in Atlanta crashed into the wall. Wasn't oh. that two years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Last year. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I think you have a little homework for us, Michael. Next week, tell us uh, the 1998 team, because you're comparing 1998 with 2022. Mm-hmm. Compare the players, like who played first, who played second on that. that don't do yeah. it now. 
just, no, the, basically, tell us next, next, next week, and we can compare it because we'll, we'll do that. But the thing is, with, with 1998, when you think of it, <clears throat> they had no stiffs at all. They had no Joey Gallows. Joey Gallo has to be one of the any anybody who's a halfway decent pitcher who throw a high high strike and strike him out every single time up, right? There's nobody like that in '98. <laughs> Compare the teams. Put it on paper. Right. Let's hear what this okay. about. Compare and contrast. Just curious. You know, I can go Need back and look. Book. You could do the work this time. All right, so we're up to uh, stories by Larry from Fairfax, Virginia, sponsored this week by Butterflies. Okay. Is that legal? <laughs> My story this week is entitled MLB Should Update Its Awards. <laughs> Current yeah. awards for ML, M, MLB players were phased in over many years. It started with the MVP award in 1931, followed by the Cy Young award in 1956, the Gold Glove award in 1957, the Silver Slugger award in 1980, and the Manager of the Year award in 1983. But the current game has changed a great deal from those earlier years and requires new awards to reflect those changes. I propose a new award for relief pitching hmm. and another new award for a two-way player. First, an award for relief pitchers. The number of pitchers used per team per game <laughs> Average 2.01 in 1950, 2.66 in 1970, 3.02 in 1990, and 4.41 in 2019. In 2022, a starting pitcher almost never goes nine innings because relief pitching is now an integral part of the game. Accordingly, I propose that a new award be issued for best relief pitcher in both leagues. I would name the award the Manny Rivera Relief Pitcher Award. As you know, Rivera never got the Cy Young Award, even though his closer stats were considered one of the best, if not the best, in MLB history. Second, an award for a two-way player. In 2021, the, the angel Otani was named MVP in the American League, but he was neither the best hitter nor the best pitcher in that year. The best American League hitter in 2021 was Toronto's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladimir hit 311 compared to Otani's 257. 48 home runs compared to Otani's 46, and 111 RBIs compared to Otani's 100. And the best pitcher in 2021 was Seattle's Robert Robbie Ray. Robbie's ERA was then 2.84 compared to Otani's 3.18. Yes, Otani should be recognized for his amazing two-way playing, but not at the expense of a deserving hitter or pitcher. Let me repeat, not at the expense of a deserving hitter or pitcher. 
Accordingly, I propose a two-way player award. A reasonable standard for this award could be a player who exceeds the average hitter, about 240, uh, 240 batting average in recent years, and exceeds the average pitcher, about 4.0 ERA in recent years for the same year. If the two-way player is also the best hitter, he could get the MVP award. If also the best pitcher, he could get the Cy Young award. Ray did. So it would be possible for Otani to get three awards in the same year. <laughs> this ends my story for this week. A couple of points uh, that I was writing down here. First, um, don't they have a relief pitcher of the year award in the American yeah. League and National yeah. League? Yeah. Yes, League. it's the Rollage Rollage Award. That's not, that's not an MLB award? No. No. Okay. No. okay. And uh, two-way, there's only one two-way player. So I can that's fine. Yeah. We, do a, we do a lot of things for Otani. We made all kind of... Uh, uh, I know, I know. We could do this too. Think of, think of Guerrero Jr. He got screwed. There's no reason for him to get screwed. He can get, he can get recognition... If he if he's better than the average hitter and and, uh, and pitcher uh, in that two way award, but he, he win the rookie of the year separately too? for the MVP award and separately for the Cy Young award. Robbie Ray won the Cy Young last year. Yes, that's correct. Did, didn't uh, Otani win the rookie of the year over Andujar a couple of years ago? Yeah, he did. Right, he did. Yeah. Yeah. was much better. Uh, the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> And what are the last two two days? What did Otani do? He had eight RBIs two days ago. And he pitched yesterday, what did he say? got 13 players yesterday. And he's so, hitting 260 right now, and he has so a 3.2 ERA. Neither so, one is the best in, in the in the so, league. So give him the player of the week award. <laughs> <laughs> and if you notice one team in particular clobbers him. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, there's number there. Thank you. You, you know, can I, just, can I just say something about Otani? Yeah, yeah. Did anybody notice when they, you know, how this is great how baseball markets itself? A couple of weeks ago, the Mets and the Angels were on a Sunday night game. The whole, you know, national television, they want to market the game. Who didn't play? Otani. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I know people, you know, sometimes need rest and all, but you know, they should think about the market, marketing of the game and and you know, you know, and, and and not set him down, you know, on a national TV game. Hmm. You're right. Are you dictated by the game? Or, no, but, by, but by you, the you, Sunday but, night. Uh, you dictating for the good of the, for the good of the sport. For the good of the sport. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, baseball's losing pe people, and here's a guy everybody knows. Right, no, yeah. You, you want to showcase your, your best national players. TV? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I know you're right. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to talk about uh, number 11, uh, Larry? Yeah, well, you may have all heard, maybe not. Ryan Zimmerman's number 11 was retired at a ceremony oh. at the National Stadium a couple of uh, Saturdays ago. A full house attended to hear him give a tear-filled speech. They had 41,339 attending with the capacity of 42,333. Otherwise, the Nationals' average attendance has been 21,000 
so far in 2022 and 19,000 in 2021. So that's one way to fill up the stadium for sure. Was he an expo as well as a... Uh... I think so. 17 years with the Nationals. Let me see here. I'm looking at his stats right now. University and, of Virginia. Uh, no, he was never he was never in Expo. No. Oh, oh, okay. No. We're beginning 2005 he started and it says Washington. Uh that might have been the first year they came over as uh um do some checking on that. But yeah, no, you think about him, you think about him as a a national and all. <laughs> A lifetime player, not a superstar, but just there every day, you know. Solid, yeah. You know, play start as a third baseman, ended up as a first baseman. He had some good stats, good seasons along. He was the a way. solid player. He's not solid gonna player. The, right. He's not going to make the Hall of Fame, but he was a no. solid player. No. Like, solid player, like David Wright from the same area. That's right. Way. That's They're right. Both in the same area. They knew each other. Yes, they yeah. knew each other quite yeah, well. I, I, I thought he played for the Expos, but did not. Okay, so now let's move on. Um, it's a good report there again. It's a good story, uh, Larry. Thank you for that. We look forward to next week's story. We're not going to tell you what it is, but we don't. Some of us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a hockey, hockey. The, the Stanley Cup championships are going on, and Fred's yeah. going to tell us about it. Well, it's looking very good that Colorado is going to be the new champ, dethroning the, the Tampa Bay it's two two in a row. Uh, been two great games. First game both in the last and last night both overtime games, won by Colorado. They they smashed Tampa Bay in game two, winning seven nothing. Tampa Bay won I think six two in game three. But ta- Colorado is such a great team. I mean this. They're so fast up and down the ice. They skate well. And it's just, I, I don't see Tampa Bay coming back and winning this series. Especially if Colorado has six men on the ice. Yeah, that, that was that was true. But <laughs> my son told me that this morning. He says, you know, that on that winning goal, they had they did have six guys on the ice that was not caught. And one of a hockey I'm not, note. I'm not, I'm not going to the parade, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be... okay. Take pictures. He, he, yeah. he... All right, they'll be playing game five in there. Uh, I think Friday, right. Friday night. When are you going? I'm leaving on Monday. So and if I'll they be win, playing... if they win on Friday, I'm playing Friday yes. or Saturday? Friday. Friday. Friday is next. Friday. Friday. <laughs> if they win, then they'll wait for the weekend, and then maybe Monday or Tuesday. Hey, Monday. Yeah. Right. Another, another hockey note. The, the, yeah, the, right. the, the Rangers goalie Shesterkin won won the uh, Vezina yeah. trophy. Yeah, he was deserved that. Goalie. He was didn't win the MVP, which I didn't think he was. Uh, Austin Matthews of Toronto won that. Yeah, but and have all those other awards. And another another few weeks, hockey free agency will start. We'll see how the Rangers, what the Rangers decide to do. They have they have financial. Obstacles to, re- to resigning everybody, so they're gonna have to make some tough decisions. About Strom and Cop, a few other guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh. You okay? Yeah, I'm just I told you I got this congestion. It's hard for me to right. talk. You have anything else on the uh, hockey? hockey? Not really, not that much. All right. So if, if whoever wins, so obviously by next uh, Thursday, we'll have a winner. One way yeah, or another. I think if it does go to game seven, that's Wednesday night, I think. Yeah. I think it's Tuesday, Fred. Oh, Tuesday? Yes. Maybe Friday, right, yeah. Friday, 
Sunday. Let me, Friday is three three. It's in the paper. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're right, Michael. It's it's Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. That's okay. right. Very good. Thank you for that. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's move on uh, to basketball. And how we talked about the basketball a little bit. Uh, I wanted to bring something up, like Stephen uh, Stephen Curry's um, college coach at Davidson. Yeah. And I forgot the I forgot he played at Davidson. Yeah. Right. Did you guys all know he played at Davidson? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You did. <laughs> right. so, and uh, his his college yeah. coach. Yeah. I don't know Bob McKillop. McKillop. He it's went to Chaminade High School as a He's player. He coached at Long Island Lutheran. He's a legend on Long Island. Coach at Holy Trinity. Hmm. And he had Matt Doherty as it was one of his players. Uh, which I think is good. So he's retiring after all these years. He won 634 games mm-hmm. as a coach for Davidson. You know, a small-time school, Davidson. Well, they're, 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 um, they're in the first, uh, what do they call it? The um, Division One, yeah. Division yeah. One, right. They're in Division One. They're in the Atlantic 10 Conference now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and last year, they won 27 games. They- <laughs> They've had some players. He's developed some players into the in, into the pros that were lefty. Lefty Giselle used to coach there. They've had some guys go to the pros years ago. Dick Snyder, Fred Hetzel. That's right. Very good. Nick Clyde Lee go to- where, where is Davidson located? Well, North Carolina. Charlotte. Charlotte. Near Charlotte. Charlotte, North Charlotte? Carolina. Yeah. All right. So he's retiring. Who, who did you say, Stephen? I think Clyde Lee went there too. No, he? I think he went to Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, I think you're not correct. And we, said the, we said the uh, the draft is tonight at 8 yeah. o'clock. And who has the first three picks, boys? I told you Orlando. last week. Orlando, Oklahoma City, uh, and Houston. Very good. And who has four and five? Sacramento and Detroit. Very, very good. Very good. And the but who has 11? Knicks. The Knicks it's are at 11, 11 and 42 they have out. Yeah, so maybe okay. they'll, get a, they'll get a good player. Uh, the, 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 rumor, the, the rumor is that the Knicks, about the number four pick, this guy Ivy, he doesn't seem enthusiastic about Sacramento playing there. Right. And there's rumor the Knicks might try to trade up, but they'd have to give up a lot. They'd have to probably obviously give up the 11 pick, maybe another first-round draft choice, and either top in quickly or uh, or Grimes to get that number four pick. But, you no. know, they might just do, do that. Wouldn't but do there's it. probably going to be a lot of teams uh, looking to trade up to the four. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Be there. Be there. Better than hopping in, uh... Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Yankee game is on tonight, so if you have two TVs, you can watch side by side. Mets don't play. <laughs> Mets don't play. Mets are walking. Okay. So in the uh, the WNBA, the news came out that Sue Bird, local local girl playing with local woman, I should say, yeah. uh, they call her the greatest of all time they, in, the, in the WNBA. She's retiring at the end of the year, forty two years old, twenty one seasons with the Seattle Storm, twelve All Star selections, five gold medals in in the five Olympics, four. Uh, WNBA cha- WNBA championships, two college championships with UConn, Larry's favorite team, twelve-time mm-hmm. All Star. I said that. Um, 
She's the league's all-time leader in assists and games played. Sue Bird will be missed. That's that's why went to high school, school, Mark. She went to that Christ the King. King. Right. right. She went to Syosset High School. Right. Syosset before Christ the King. Right. A Jewish girl at Christ the King. That's pretty cool. Mm. That's, yeah. Why yeah, Seattle, that's why Seattle has drawn 10,000 fans, much more than the average uh, other WNBA team. Meanwhile, the Liberty did beat UConn, which was like UConn's first place. Liberty won their seventh game, I think. (laughs) And then there was more Brittany Griner news this week. I don't know if you guys heard it. About the botched phone call. She tried calling home uh, to her wife, Sherelle, 11 times over the weekend, and the call did not go through. You know why? Tell us. It up at the because, because the State Department didn't have anybody there to put the call through. <laughs> okay, we're up to uh, uh, Lenny Rosenblum. Oh, okay. He passed at 89 years old. Yeah, and Milton true. wanted to talk about him. Yeah. Let me just give you a little... Yeah. Uh, he died at 89, no cause. Uh, he led North Carolina to his first NCAA title in 57. Mm-hmm. They were 32-0 and 0 that year. He beat Will Chamberlain in the championship game. Right. Right. Uh, Raised uh, in Bronx. Yeah, Mark, I, Frank I, I wanted to add a couple of things there. Ed, why don't you talk right now? You know now? what? In 1957, I was a Philadelphia Warrior fan. I used to even get the games on that transistor radio that I mentioned last right. week. Yeah. I loved that team. WCAU. And I was 17 right, years right. old. And I played in the schoolyard in Bayside with Kenny McIntyre. He was a couple of years younger than me at the time. In any event, that Philadelphia team did win in 56. I, by the way, the reason Lenny Rosenbluth never made it big with Philadelphia, he was playing behind another guy named Paul Arizon. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that team had Neil Johnston, Tommy Gola, Joe Grabowski, Ernie Beck, Larry Costello, Willie Davis. I used to like the Philadelphia Warrior team, and uh, Lenny Rosenbluth was a hero at UNC. Yeah. And uh, by the way, um, the award that he got, his number 10, was retired along with Michael Jordan, Antoine Jameson, Tyler Hansbrough, Jack Hobb, and James Worthy. They all had their jersey at UNC uh, retired. And uh, I don't know, I always liked the Philadelphia Warriors in the, back in those days. And I used to play a lot of basketball in the schoolyard, PS 162. And that's where uh, McIntyre came down. He wasn't that good in those. Uh, Kenny, he got good after he went to basketball camp. And then uh, nobody could touch him in the schoolyard. Was it was it Kenny or Bob that you played with, Milton? Kenny, you know, they were both. I think Kenny, they both had come down, but Kenny was just a little younger than me. How old was Bobby? That I don't remember. Was he younger? No, Bobby was older. Bobby was then older. it was Bobby. Then it was Bobby that came, and he used to play um, down at the schoolyards. And he wasn't that good originally, but I know he went away to summer camp with some other guys that I knew. They came back, and they were totally different players. But, um, you know, Lenny Rosenbluth was uh, good. Just, you know, 
The Philadelphia team was terrific. I think right. Rosenbluth still has the record in North Carolina for averaging the most points. Right. Also, I used to try to copy Paul Arizon's jump shot. He had a oh, great flash shot. over the head. Yeah, over the head. Yep. And Neil Johnston had the hook, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Right. And uh, that, 28 that's points a, a game he had. So yeah. He was 30, 32 and nothing that year. And right. uh, I think he still holds the record of the highest total scored, right? In that year, in one year. Um, what did he get? 28 points per game, he averaged. Yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone else had done that. Right. Very no. good, Mike. There he is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. We, we inducted him into the Jewish Hall of Fame about Yeah, uh, and he was Jewish. They mentioned it. Enshrined in the International Jewish Hall of Fame in Israel. And, and the also the Jewish Hall of Fame. And also the one that used to be in Comac. And they, I think it was 1956, they beat Detroit Pistons for the NBA title. No, Yeah. Oh, by the way, I think he was picked ahead of Sam Jones, wasn't he? Rosenblum? We can check that out. Not too sure. But there's this, they do a special on ESPN, and they ran the last couple of weeks about, that uh, that nineteen fifty seven uh, team, North Carolina team. That's a good little documentary. Remember who got the foul shots to win the game? Fred. Oh. He he uh, fouled out at the yeah, end, right? It, he fouled out. That was it. Was it, was it, was it Joe Quig? Joe Quig got the two yeah. fouls. Very good. Very good. Tommy Fred, Kirk you were seven years old. How do you uh, know that? Because I was following basketball at seven years old. Seven I, years I, old, I, man. I, it was, I was that, 17. That was, the, I was that, 17. That, that was the first year I ever went to a basketball game. I went to the NIT championships. Xavier of Ohio won. guy named Hank Stein played for Xavier. I forget who they beat, but they won the championship. Seven years old, I was following sports. Again. You had other hobbies, Mark, right? <laughs> did you have a transistor radio? Yeah, I did. Uh, well, I did. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, thanks but, for that. You know, you know okay, just, a little, can I just put a side note about that game against Kansas. It yeah. started, Frank McGuire had, at the start of the game, had Tommy Kearns, who was about Kearns. five foot eight, five nine, ten, jump, jump center jump. against Chamberlain. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Okay. There was no sports center back in those days, so we never saw it. <laughs> it was on. We heard right about it. Okay, let's move on to baseball. Okay? Baseball, baseball, <laughs> baseball. Um, oh, Gerald. Where are you, Gerald? Gerald wanted to talk about this and uh, about baseball's greatest hitting pitches. And I promised him last week, and I omitted him, but he's ready this week, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm all set. Go talk about so my brother, hitting pitches. Yeah. So my brother brought up uh, Don Newcomb having seven home runs in one year. So he did that in 1955. He had 117 at-bats. He batted 359 with 23 RBIs. On-base percentage 395, slugging 632. And an OPS greater than Joey Gallows, 1.028. Good one, Gary. Now, I, I use the criteria to come up with other pitchers who did very well in a single season 
they had to be up at least 87 at bats and bat at least 300. Now, I, I'll go over some of them, and the ones I don't go over, I'll, I'll just mention. I don't know if you guys know the name Wes Farrell. Mm-hmm. Wes Farrell was a pinch hitter, and he was a pitcher. So in 1931 with Cleveland, he had nine home runs, 30 RBIs, batted 319, 373 on-base percentage, slugging 621, OPS 994. Wes Farrell in 1935 with the Red Sox, 150 at-bats, seven homers, 32 RBIs, batted 347, 427 on-base percentage, slugging 533, and OPS 960. Then there was a player, Joe Bush. I won't go over, go over his stats. Walter Johnston in 1925 was up 97 times, two home runs, 20 RBIs, batting average 433, 455 on-base percentage, 577 slugging, 1.033 on uh, LPS. Ken Brett, who had, who had a lifetime 273 batting average, 1974, two home runs, 15 RBIs, batted 310. I, I won't go over the other stats. Don Drysdale, 1965, seven home runs, 19 RBIs, batted 300. Bob Gibson, 1970, two home runs, 19 RBIs, batted 303. And Warren Spawn, 1958, two home runs, 15 RBIs, batted 333. And there were two other players who did very well. Schoolboy Rowe and Hollis Thurston. I won't go over those stats. I thought it was a very interesting exercise. I don't promise you it, it, uh, it's all inclusive, but I think the Walter Johnson year batting 433 was kind of remarkable along with the others I mentioned. Now, good. Now, why, why do you think, we could talk about this, it's all different. Why do you think years and years ago, the pitchers, well, batters as well as, you know, they not like the pitchers today who just fan at every one, they don't, you know, before the DH across the board. Uh, why years ago pitchers hit? No DH. No, I in think, the National I League they, all these years. I thought they don't hit in the I minor think, leagues as much. I think, Mark, one rationale I have for some of these pitchers, maybe they wanted to help themselves when they pitched. Instead of being an automatic out, they wanted to contribute offensively. I wonder if the teams pushed them to back practice. then pushed them. That's you know what I mean? Yeah, they you practiced. came up, you know, you know. Yes, uh, on my part. Um, yeah. Today, you look at the Little League. Well, I don't know. When I was in, maybe it's different when I was a, not when my kids were in a little league. Uh, your best player played shortstop, and he pitched when he wasn't playing shortstop. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's right. So he's a hitter. He's your best player, and he pitches. But I think these kids. Well, today, you know, they have the designated hitter, and and they must have it in high schools too. So right away, they they sway away from your pitching, and that's all you're doing. 
and they don't they don't concentrate on their hitting in most recent days. And back then, you took mm-hmm. your batting practice and you right. took your hitting seriously as one of the players on the team. Right. Roger. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, exactly right. Yeah, they took batting practice. They they knew all the fundamentals. They knew how to sacrifice bunt or whatever. You know, I mean, yeah, it was a different different thing. Exactly. Different era, Michael. You know, also sad but true. One of the best hitters, hitting pitchers in baseball right now, can't hit anymore, and that's Jacob Degrom. Yeah, all right, Degrom. Right, but you know they could use him as a pinch hitter. But they won't because then they're playing the first. Okay, Gerald. I was going to say Wes Farrell, who had on his resume pitcher and pinch hitter, had a two eighty lifetime average. That's that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. But there weren't any, there weren't, but besides Babe Ruth, there weren't any two-way players back then. That's that's the interesting thing. Babe. Besides Babe. Babe Babe Ruth said, I can't do it both ways. I can't, I can't hit and pitch. I can't do it. I remember that quote. Yeah, I can believe that. He was a very good pitcher too, yeah. Yeah. But very... It must be very taxing to. I think Otani at some point is going to have to make the decision, one or the other. Can't do both forever. I know he's young. I get it, but he's got to make a decision. I think yeah. at some point. Yeah. Thank you on the, the hitting pitches. I want to thank uh, Larry, Larry K. You're still there, Larry K. I'm here. Still he, here. He sent he sent me that list of the Jewish baseball players which I sent to everyone. I'm sure you got it in an email. What a fabulous list. I I had the list in front of me. I printed it out. You see some of these names here, you would never think (laughs) were a Jew. (laughs) But uh, then they, if it's like a question mark, they a Jewish mother. Right, uh, right. One Jewish (laughs) father. uh, Converted to. Married to. Um, I thought it was a nice, I think that you all got the list. And if you went through yes. it, I thought it was cool. Thank you, Larry, on that. I know I enjoyed it. Okay, so the Yankees and the Mets have the best record in baseball right now. The Mets are just holding on with the, the Astros are right there and the Dodgers are right there. They're about maybe to catch them. I don't know. But with the Yankees, 51-18, yeah. and the Mets second at 45-26, and, and 26, if they were in the same division, the Yankees would have a seven-game lead on them. Yeah. Yeah. Seven games yeah. ahead of them, uh, as far as well, the best you, the only, but, the but, only but, thing but, about that, Mark, you don't Mark, know the only thing about that is yeah. that they're, they're playing without Scherzer, and of course, they're playing without DeGrom, the Mets. And you can't tell in the same division. They, they, they could be playing each other. You, you know, it's... Right. Been, I'm, just, I'm just throwing yeah. numbers at you. Know? I mean, doesn't mean it's Meanwhile, the Braves are catching up to the Mets. They are. They want to get today. A long season, yes, a long yes. season. Very demanding. Uh, Scherzer may pitch on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Since Carrasco got hurt, did they put uh, Carrasco yeah. on the injured list? Yeah, I don't know. I hope he doesn't pitch Sunday. I don't know. Why? Because the, because the game's on Peacock. I won't be able to see it. Still on the injured list. Yeah, so they're getting some of their players back. Uh uh, with Scherzer, possibly uh, McGill, four weeks he's going to be out. Okay. Uh, James McCann, no big bargain, you know. They they, they put money into him, 
But he hasn't shown anything, unfortunately. But he'll be your number one catcher when he comes back. They say he might be back Friday. Maybe back Friday. Uh, Travis uh, Jankowski maybe in July. Uh, they brought Don Dom Smith back from the minor right. leagues, which was a good yeah. thing. They brought him back as Seth Lugo went on paternally paternally. Right, right. His wife, right. Uh, wife had a second baby. Did yeah, you ever yeah. hear the story about um, Seth Lugo's yeah. first baby? No. Did anybody hear no, the story no. about Seth Lugo's first baby? No, no. What, That's I, the story here. I, I typed it out. Uh, his 19-month-old son, James, underwent open-heart surgery to repair a hole. Oh, God. Last mm. March. Mm. So not like this. Last March. March 2021. It, it was discovered mm-hmm. through a regular checkup that James had a hole in his heart. Mm-hmm. I guess they call it oh, a heart murmur, right? Seth and his wife, Amanda, had to figure when to do the procedure. Uh, It was an emergency, but it had to be done before his second birthday. So they figured out two days. He had spring training. (laughs) They were figuring out days when they can do it. And they, they, they picked a date. Then a certain date got postponed and canceled. Finally, they had it done in uh, Tennessee. They found they found a second hole during the surgery. Oh, uh, but three days after the the patching up of the uh, the hole, uh, James was running around the hospital and finally went home. Everything turned out no additional surgery. So that was a good that's a good uh, good feeling story. Yeah, fortunate to happen to a kid. You never want to see that, but. Yeah. Right. Second child was born just the other day. But that was good. And anyone see uh, Aaron Judge second home run yesterday? Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Hurry up. And, I mean, I've been to that stadium, the indoor Every- thing, that with with the uh, the catwalks. I call it catwalks. Worst stadium in the, in the league. The worst stadium. That's what I mean. A stadium, right? Worst. The worst in Oakland. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's, it's, it's dark. It's dark and uh, dingy, yeah. and you can't see. Yeah, the catwalks. Yeah. yeah, he hit it over over the catwalks. Over the catwalks. What a shot! Uh, the moonshot. A moonshot. It's 27th <laughs> home run. What if you can keep that pace up all year without getting hurt? That'd be fabulous, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems that Major League Baseball is. Pretty sure they're going to go to a pitch clock next year. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, 14 yeah. seconds to deliver the ball when no one's on base. 18 seconds when somebody is on base. I don't like it. I don't know if you like it. They say it speeds it. up the game. It does. They keep thinking, what this, is it important to speed the game up? I don't know. You know, it... okay. Yeah, I was watching a game the other day, and actually, time—I forget which game it was—but one pitcher took fifty-eight seconds to throw the ball. Oh wow! I mean, wow. that's extreme, maybe, but you, you, know, you get something. the ball back. I don't think and, you, know, you, that you think about what's going it's on. You take a breath. If you had a cigarette, you take a little puff. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do your thing. But yeah, I don't like the idea. I don't. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, the commissioner came out and said the A's and the Rays 
have to find a suitable area for a new ballpark in Oakland and St. Pete or move. We've been hearing about this for a while now, right? One of them will move. And they put the statue up in in Los Angeles for Sandy Koufax. You you see the the statue? They had pictures of it. It's typical Sandy Koufax pitching motion. It happened 30 years ago. They should have put it up. They should have done it many years ago. They showed a nice Sandy Koufax video also. Very, very nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. The Red Sox have a player, Jeter Downs. Did you see him last night? He made his debut, major league debut last night. I saw it on, on TV. Uh, I think he's a shortstop, and they had him playing third base last night. Yeah. He well, never played third base in his life. He looks good. It was funny. During the game, when he was up, the fans were yelling, you know, Jeter, Jeter. And it, it <laughs> Boston said, how incongruous for him to be yelling, Jeter, you know. Yeah, I hope he has a future. got a great name. He says yeah. he he, yeah. he met him once, and that's how yeah. they – well, the family met him once, yeah. his name or something like that. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, and the Iowa Cubs have a new player. Uh, Jackson. Yeah, I saw that in the paper today. Right. First name Jackson. All right. He thinks that he's going to uh, be better with a with a better name. Very very annoying player, I'll tell you. Yeah. Jackson uh, Frazier. Jackson. Jackson they Frazier. called up uh, the Pirates. Called up this O'Neill Cruz. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shortstop, twenty three years old, six foot seven. Can't stay six. Ooh. You can't play shortstop, six he foot seven, two hundred and twenty yeah. pounds. The 22nd ranked ball player in, in, in all of the, the prospects, but the Pirates type prospect. So they, they hear his name, O'Neill Cruz. He's, he's yeah. supposed to be a big shot down the line. Okay. All right, let's move on. Let's see what else. I, oh, let's go to football. Let's see any, any more baseball news. I'm watching the clock here. Nope. I can say, I just have that baseball one second. Go ahead, finish uh, up. In, in my mind, a very, very good. Baseball announcer, of course, is Howie Rose in the Mets. He just does a, does a terrific job. And the Yankees announcers are very, very annoying. However, fortunately, John Sterling is not doing every single game. And the last couple of nights, they had Ricky Ricardo doing He's Yankee great. games. Absolutely great. I'm going to tell you, yes. was great. So I shut the he sound. Had some explaining to do. I enjoyed that. That game last night was so darn satisfying listening to Ricky Ricardo call those Aaron Judge home runs. And then it was Jose Travino. It, it's just it's just very, very entertaining to hear. He's great. great. He's great. Yeah. You think he'll move into John's spot when John finally retires or they tell John to retire? Yeah, they, they, he is in the running. He's in the running. He's probably not going to. He's the one who saved John Sterling's life, by the way. He was yeah, right. Yeah, that's right in that flood. Yeah, the, yeah. this series with Houston is a big test for the Yankees. You it's know, at home. It's, it's in Yankees. Four games, game, right? Let's see right. how they do yeah. against yeah. a really yeah. good, good team like Houston. They got pitching, hitting, everything. Yeah. We can talk about that one next week. So in football, uh, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> he settled 20 of his 24 sexual misconduct lawsuits against Ooh. them. I guess the other feet four are still holding out for more money. Some, I think somebody knew. Uh, What's that? Well, I think someone knew brought a case against them. I might be one, but I thought somebody else did. Supposedly, there are two pending. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what's amazing about Deshaun Watson? Before all this happened, he had an impeccable relationship. 
impeccable image. Reputation, I mean, he yeah, he did. He was incredible, you know. He was so did so did Bill Cosby, you know. You never yeah, know. You never, you never know. Right. No. But um, we we could talk about that another time. But the the point is that um, what's the on, on the fan from ten to two? Who's that? It's um. Oh. Brandon Tierney and uh, what's his name? Tiki and Tiki Tiki Baba. Tiki Baba, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brandon wasn't there one day, and, and Tiki was there alone, and he opened the show for a half hour talking about Deshaun Watson. One day last, might have been this week, uh, he said, the NFL is sitting on their hands, and at this point, they have to, he said, they have to make a move now and suspend them. Yes. Suspend him now, and why they're waiting? They're waiting. They're waiting. And he went on and on, and I never saw him take a stand so much on one particular thing as a former uh, a football player. Say they have to. They have to suspend him now on what's going on. Mm. And but if they suspend him now, and then he comes away scot free. There has to be some fine, right? There has to be some some suspension, no? I believe in innocent until proven guilty, but with all of these women, come on. I, 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 I'm with, um, I, I agree with Tiki Barber. I mean, I think this guy should have been suspended already, and uh, I, have no, I, have no problem, I have no problem with doing that. He's practicing with, with his team. Go ahead, Stephen. I think uh, Roethlisberger got, what, seven games or six games? And there are only two girls that accused him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if they if they accuse you, is that a reason to suspend? Well, when 20, 20 or more people do it, it's a, it becomes a pattern. When they smoke this fire a little yeah. bit. Hard to yeah. But don't they all get massaged? Don't all the ball players it's get not, it's not, a, it's not a criminal. It's not a criminal thing. It's an administrative decision by the uh, by the league. Yeah. To do this, they say suspend them now, and guilty. if he's proven proven not guilty, you make it up. How do you make it, it up? It's not. It's not guilty or not guilty. It's uh, whether he's responsible or not, because yeah. it's not. It's not criminal. It's civil. Yeah. He hasn't denied it. He he reached settlement so that they wouldn't uh, go to court against them, I guess. Right. Yeah, right. But that, that, I thought that was interesting, what Kiki was talking about. Yeah. Ron Gronkowski retired for the second time. Yeah. Hopefully he'll stay he'll retired. Making a lot of money from commercials. Yeah. 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 Did I did I also hear yesterday? I thought I heard that the, the, somebody uh, are they going after Snyder now from the from the yeah. not the Red Congress Congress Congresses Yes, they've yeah. already um, they're they're going after him in a grilled uh, Goodell for why yeah. haven't they done anything? Snyder. Okay, Mac, are you walking? Why are you why are you talking? I'm just uh, I went I went from my office to home. Okay. <laughs> He's multitasking. <laughs> so the uh, the Baker Mayfield story: if the Panthers or Seattle could be his uh, destination, and uh, I don't know, it'd be good for both teams, I guess. Baker Mayfield, but then again, maybe they're holding out because they know something about Watson. They they announced that he wasn't going to start anyway. That uh, that if Watson's uh, the other the backup guy is going to be the starter, 
Um, the guy who used to be with the Indianapolis. Oh, the Browns? Yeah, the Browns announced that Mayfield is not going to play. I mean, he's not going to be the starter even if Watson's suspended. All right, so they got to get rid of him. The Panthers want him and the uh, the Seahawks want him. They have to make a trade. Uh, nice to hear that Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, who just retired, we talked about him finally retiring, is going to be on Amazon Prime Video, which is the Thursday night football games. Oh. He's going to do the pregame, the halftime, and the postgame. Um, one of those slots over there. Good. There were three deaths to report in football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Don Perkins. Remember Don Perkins, the Cowboys yeah. running back? Yeah. Running back yeah. When fullbacks yeah. were called fullbacks? Uh, he goes to Giants, I think, right? Six-time Pro Bowler with no, the you're Cowboys. Th- you're thinking of Ray Perkins. Don Perkins. Yeah, he was uh, the Cowboy. He was a great Cowboy. Great Cowboy. Rookie of the Year in 61. <laughs> He's in the Cowboys' Ring of Honor. Uh, only played 107 games, 42 TDs. He ran for over 6,000 yards. So he died. I don't have his, his uh, how old he was. And then we heard yesterday of Tony Siragusa. Yeah. 55. 55 years old. Really? Wow. And they didn't say what he died of. They just say he died in his sleep. Super Bowl champion, NFL analyst. Yeah. Well, goose. He was called the Goose. 12 years as a pro, defensive tackle. Seven years with the Colts. Five with the Ravens. Won a Super Bowl with the Ravens when they beat the Giants at 34-7 in 2000. And, the, and, and, of course, the lady is he teamed up with uh, Kenny uh, Moose and the Goose. Daryl Johnston and uh, Sarah Goose was on the sideline. Remember him as the, the third announcer? He'd be on, in the end zone. Very uh, colorful. But, but very, very colorful, colorful. colorful report, right? He was, ne- he was a, f- a free agent when he signed. Played for Pittsburgh. They hurt his knee, so he never got drafted. But the Colts took a took a flyer on him, and uh, everything was history from there. And then this Jalen Ferguson, I didn't know him. Did you guys know him? No. The Ravens linebacker, twenty six years old. Ooh. His nickname was called the Sack Daddy, right? Because he was he set the career record for sacks at Louisiana Tech at forty five. No, they always say no cause announced. Not the cause. Natural causes at the age of 26, play three seasons with the Ravens. Uh, and that's the deal on him. Jalen Ferguson, I did not know him. Uh, in the USFL, the, in case you care, uh, <coughs> the, um, the semifinals are this weekend. Can you name any of the teams besides the New Jersey Generals who are in the semifinals? Oh, boy. Can you? Can you name any team in the league? Yeah, right. <laughs> Do we care? <laughs> the Generals are playing the Philadelphia Stars and the yeah, Birmingham so Stallions are playing the New Orleans Breakers. And they you know they played the whole season in Alabama, but now they're going to play the semis and the finals in Canton, Ohio. That's great. How about that? I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch all elite wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a little question for you. The Canadian Football League began its uh, season again. They're two weeks in. They have eight teams. So I'm going to ask you, which team is from the United States? 
No, no, it's a trick question. <laughs> they oh, had the eight, U.S. team. The U.S. team. They had eight teams in the Canadian Football League, and which team plays in the U.S.? Calgary, Winnipeg, Toronto, Montreal. Hamilton. Hamilton. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. It's a trick question is right. None of them. There are none. None of them. They're all, they're all in Canada. I thought that was interesting. Okay. And of course, you heard that the Army Navy game, they had, they're going to have different sites for the game. Uh, in 2023, they're going to be playing in uh, Foxborough in the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party and the maiden voyage of the USS Constitution. Cool. In 2024, they're going to play in Landover, Maryland. 2025 in Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium, Baltimore. 2026 will be at Met, MetLife Stadium. And 2027 will be in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field. So they're moving that game around. You know, fun Good game to watch. Uh, Steven? Sure. I've gone to about six of them in person. It's got to be the most wonderful experience you could ever have. You know, it's you just have great faith when you see all these young kids. Yeah. You know, it's just a great experience going to those games. Right. Games mean nothing except for those two and those yep. who are betting on the game. Yeah. <laughs> now since Roger Starr back in Raleigh Stitchway. That was it. 1963-64. Ohio State won a lawsuit <laughs> yeah. that says they can use the. the. <laughs> they went to court to officially use the Ohio State. How about that? I thought that made interesting news. Okay. And of course, uh, we have trivia questions now. Um, Mark, there was also another death in basketball. Ah, yeah. Guys, yeah. Guy, 25 years old, star of the Purdue team, I think 217, 18. Caleb Swanigan played a little bit in the NBA. He also said of natural causes that they don't know yet, but he was star in that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never heard of him. I, I saw oh, yeah. it. I, I, really good college player. Good college player. Yeah. Why don't we do trivia questions? For yeah, Mark, can I, I'll start off with one. All okay, right? Milton, you all go. Right. <laughs> A pitcher that came up in the 40s, pitched for the Yankees, and in the 50s, Joe McCarthy wanted him to become a first baseman because he was such a good hitter. He used to love telling the batters what pitch was coming but led the league in hits batsmen. The first Tommy Byrne. Tommy Byrne is right, but his best year was 1955 with a record of 15 and six. He had a career average of 238 and 80. He was pinch hits. I remember him pitching quite a bit. Yeah. Left left he was a hitter as well as a pitcher then, huh? Right. Right. He's one of those guys. I love those teams. Late 40s, 50s. Again, I used to love going seeing them. Yankee Stadium, taking the train. Yeah. You, you take the you stay train to the, or the, the very uh, last hour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Mr. Gold. No, no, no. <laughs> I will be home. I, maybe I see the last inning home already. Be cool. All right, Fred. Yeah. What pitcher? Pitched on a few teams, including the Yankees, somewhat in the 60s. Later became a major league umpire. Kunkel? No. That's right. Bill Kunkel. Is that Bill right? Kunkel. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Kunkel. Yes. Kunkel. Kunkel. Yeah, there were two Kunkels, right? There was a. 
There were two Kunkels. Father, father, son, maybe? Or is it brother, I brother? I don't know. I know. I don't know. Michael. All right. Name four families where it was the grandfather, father, and son all played. Bell. 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 Boone. All right, the bells much too harder. Uh, Bob Boone, Aaron Boone, and Ray Boone. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Ray Boone, Bob Boone, and Aaron Boone. I'll give you the names. All right. We're wrong? Um, All right. You have Bell, you have Boone. The bell is Gump's buddy, David, and Mike. Ray, Bob, Brett, and Aaron. Sam and Johnny, I guess those are the father. Jerry Sr. and Jerry Jr. and Scott. Ashton. Ashton? And, right? Ashton. And who was Joe, Joe, and Casey? Joe, Joe, and Casey. Joe, hmm. Joe, and Casey? Yeah. Joe, right. Joe, Joe, and Casey. I guess grandfather Joe, uh, uh, father was Joe, and the son was Casey. Medwick? Collins? No, no. Same last name as Jerry. Schwartz? Schwartz? No, no, no. Coleman. <laughs> Coleman. Oh. oh, Coleman? Coleman? Coleman. Joe Coleman and Casey Coleman. Good. Never heard of Casey Coleman. All right. I don't know when they right. Who else has a question? Who wants to go? Gerald? Who was the youngest player who ever led the league in home runs in a year in the live ball era? No lot. Canigliaro? No. no. Al Kaline? No. Batting average. One Ooh. of my favorite players. A young Ted guy to lead the league in home runs? Ted Williams. Youngest. Youngest. Oh, no, youngest. I thought oldest. No. Youngest. No, youngest. Griffey Jr.? No. Ted Williams. Wow. I'll give you a hint. He played. He originally played for the Boston Braves. Eddie Matthews. Matthews. Yes, and uh, Eddie yeah. Matthews was the only player, of course, who played for the Boston Braves and Milwaukee Braves and Atlanta Braves. At forty-seven homers, right? That's right. Forty-seven homers in 1953 at age 21. Hmm. I have one. Who holds the major league record for the most steals? In consecutive games, Ricky. No, no, it's too obvious. Maury Wills. Maury Wills. No, you're you're in the same ear era. Lou Brock. Lou Brock. Lopes. Lopes. Someone else. Not Lopes. Not Lopes. Not Lou Brock. Twelve consecutive games. He Coleman? stole the base. Holden. No. Aparicio. No, you're, you're you're right around. You're like right there. Concepcion. Chico Carrasquel. Bert Campanero. Bert Campanero. Chico Carrasquel. Bert Campanero. Yes. Remember when he pit, he played every position one every game? Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right, who else? Uh, Michael. All right, here's one. Let's For see. the Yankees, longest single season scoreless streaks. Uh, Clay Holmes, 31.1. Ryan Duran, also 31.1. Uh, that was uh, Holmes's this year already. Uh, Ryan Duran, 1959. Allie, uh, Holmes is going to beat it. No, he can't anymore, right? Uh, Allie Reynolds, 1951. Who 
has the lead, 1969, for the Yankees, relief pitcher. What year? 69. 1969. Louis Arroyo? Uh, uh, Scoring yeah, Louis Arroyo. 3.0. Relief pitcher. Sparky Lyle. Uh, no. No. That's it's hard. Relief pitchers then. So they had that. What is initials? Yeah. J.A. He's actually good. J.A. Oh. Hap, no. No. Uh, oh, Julian Assange. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Uh, Jack Aker. Oh, we never would have got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah sort of on the paper yesterday. Never would have got that. Who else? I read this one the other day. I didn't know this was right. What were the two Yankees' names before becoming the Yankees? Two. Names. Highlanders, 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 and Knickerbockers. Highlanders, yes. But before the Highlanders, they were called, believe it or not, Yonkers? The Baltimore Orioles. Orioles, <laughs> right. 1901, they were the Baltimore Orioles and moved to New York in 03 and then became the Yankees in 13. 1913. Mm, mm. Who else? Hmm. You stumped? All right, Gerald. Almost done. Yeah. The player who has the highest batting career batting average among Hall of Fame's third basemen. Pie trainer? No. What's his name? No. Brett? No. Not Brett and not Pie Trainer? Correct. Hmm. Which one? <laughs> not said none of them. Mike, you should know this. He played for the Yankees, among other teams. Come on. Say the question again. <laughs> the player who has the highest career batting average in the <laughs> Hall of Fame third baseman. Nope. He played for Ted Williams' team also. Third base? Hmm. Hmm. Initials WB. WB. W-B. Wow. Third baseman, W. Walter. I'll give you his first name. Willie. Wade. Wade. Oh, Wade Boggs. Boggs. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. We forget he was a... 328. 328. Higher than George Brett? Wow. Amazing. Who was the only major league player to be in the Hall of Fame? Hit for the cycle in 1973 and won a batting title in 1971 at 363, and he won the MVP. Joe Torrey, Joe Torrey, Joe Torrey, Joe Torrey. Correct. I will. Cycle, the cycle. Imagine that, Joe Torrey, the cycle. Hard to believe a triple. Hard to believe, yeah. Who else? Milton, go ahead. A couple more. Who were the... Um... In the middle 50s, who was the lefty-right combination for the Cleveland Indian relief pitchers that were terrific? Oh. Don Morsi. Got it. Lefty right. was Don Morsi and Ray Narleski. Ray Narleski. Yeah, Ray Narleski, too. Terrific. Uh, they they are, yeah. Both. So Ray, Ray Mors, um, Don, Don Morsi was Morsey. a relief pitcher in the 50s? 
and became yeah. a starting pitcher in the sixties. They stayed around a long time, both of them. But he became a starter later in his career. Don and Martin. he was one of the ugliest players in baseball. And you know ago. what? I read Huge somewhere years. that Reynald Resky's father played for the Red Sox, but it was in 1930, I think. The father of Resky. They were great. I'll tell you, it was great rooting for those teams in those years. Really. They were oh, terrific. yeah. All right. Who am I? My high school has 17 has or had 17, 13 major league players. One is a Hall of Famer. Two were brothers. One became a manager. The other one was the last play, one of the last players to play for the Brooklyn Dodgers. I was, uh, I was a major league owner. One was a major league owner who played with a major league hall of fame. I'll give you a lot of too much information. Uh, yeah. Name the school oh. and name Lafayette. the players. Aspromonte and Fred Wilpon oh. was the owner. Oh. Okay. I thought that was interesting. Anything else, boys? Who uh, who were the oh. first two uh, bonus babies for the Yankees? Frank Leja. Who? Frank Leja. L E J A. Frank Leja. And who was baseman, the other right? one? Frank. He had about zero at bats. Tom Carroll. Tom Carroll. Shortstop. They never played. I think Frank Leja played a couple of times. That was it. Wasn't Tom Trash a bonus player? I don't think so. No, <clears throat> I think they got rid of the rule by then. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Koufax All right, guys. Was a bonus baby, wasn't he? Who? I think Koufax was a bonus baby. Yeah, he was. Six thousand dollars. Wow. That's something else we could look up. Who were the bonus babies back in the fifties? Mm-hmm. How many years they go back? I think were it started bonus babies in the forties. I think it started in the fifties. So that's yeah. a good thing for someone to do. Find out who the bonus babies were. How about Bobolinsky? Was he a, bo- a bonus baby? Bobolinsky? Probably. You have to find out. His girlfriend was a bonus. Mamie <laughs> uh, <laughs> Van Doren. Mamie Van Doren. Still Amy alive? Doren. <laughs> is she still alive? What position did Mickey Mantle play? I think she is. Play? I think she is. You're right. Yeah. Did he ever play shortstop when he came up? I don't think no, so. No, he made so many errors, they sent him back to Joplin, and they turned him into a center fielder. Who, who's that? Mickey. 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 I think he made 67. Oh. I think it was 67 errors in uh, minor league ball at shortstop. <laughs> who's counting? All right, guys, I want to pull the plug on you after over mm. an hour and a half or so. Thank you for uh, talking sports with each other. Nice Thanks week. for having us. No arguments this week. Oh. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. We were very nice. We talked a lot of information. And Daraj, I'm going to give you Corey afterwards. I hope you have something for me. And uh, we'll see you guys all out here uh, next week as we do show number, what is it? One, 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 three. One, one, three. Kanahara. Have a great week, boys, and we'll see you out there soon. You too, Mark. Take care. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Bye, guys. Stay safe, everyone. Take care. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye.